0: Good afternoon, everyone. LightningESL.com. I'm also available on Instagram at lightningesl.53. Story Life's Path Part 1. Years ago, at the age of nine, my father offered me a chance to work in a coffee shop at a hotel. My father worked at such a hotel. At such a young age, of course, I was defiant of the idea of working rather than playing with my friends, just like all the other kids of the neighborhood were doing. My job was to work at the hotel for weekends and summers. So my weekend timetable was 5.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. during every Saturday and Sunday. Naturally, there were benefits of the job. Aside from earning a minimum wage of $1.50 per hour, remember everybody, that was years and years ago which uh, is quite low compared to today's standards, it was still better than nothing, since I did not receive a regular allowance. At such a young age, I had dreams of earning millions of dollars buying all kinds of candy, or a new hockey stick, or a baseball glove. Getting used to an early bus trip was scary at first, because it was so dark at the time of day, and only the taxi drivers or the police were awake. After several trips on weekends, I was used to the daily short walk of 10 minutes to Wilson Avenue and traveling westbound to Jane Street. From the bus stop, I would walk across Jane Street to the hotel and walk into the Pagoda House coffee shop, where I started my shift. The name of the hotel was the Beverly Hills Motor Hotel. It was a motel with one floor for guests, a large dining area for parties, etc., and a nightclub. The nightclub was called the Hook and Ladder Club. In the club was about 500 chairs for many, many guests. Each Saturday and Sunday, at night, they had live entertainment. The entertainment of the hotel consisted of singers, dancers, comedians, etc. My father was the accountant at the hotel, and because of this, he had to work at the hotel for six and a half days a week. My job was a simple laborer called a busboy. When I reached the age of 11, I was on my own on the bus trip. So I would let my father sleep in and then drive to work. Most of the day, I never saw my father who was working past just upstairs in his office on invoices. He was working on payroll and finances of the hotel. For me, every shift was an adventure of people coming into the hotel by the busload of 40 to 50 people from all walks of life. People came into the hotel from every country of the world. Added to this were customers with physical disabilities like blindness, children in wheelchairs. Some people had service dogs or children using a walker or canes just to stand up. Sometimes a massive group came in with absolutely no English skills and I was helping waitresses with my hand gestures and more to help. It was an amazing time how I learned to communicate with all ages, cultures, from across the globe. At that time of serving customers, I knew how everyone deserves respect and manners are everything. When the school day started on Mondays, my friends would tell me how I missed a big hockey or a baseball game or whatever with them. Most of the time I would tell them the same phrase, I know, I know, I know. As years went by, I learned so much about culture, languages, and how people survive in different countries. I suppose I matured a lot faster than most kids because I had no choice or maybe my father had this plan all along for me. After about 10 years of this part-time job, I had enough money saved up to buy a very first car of my own, a 1968 Volkswagen Beetle. It was a five-speed standard shift and naturally I had no idea how to work the gears. On the other hand, my best friend was thinking about buying a Toyota Corolla and it also had stick shift. So we put our heads together and decided to learn together. But how do we both learn stick shift without spending money? We decided to go to Don Valley Toyota dealership and take a test drive with one of their cars. It was a Toyota Celica, or now it's pronounced Celica, a five-speed car with all the nice toys and whistles that came with the car. In those days, we could simply hand in our driver's license to the man of the dealer, and off we went for the test drive. The dealership is located in woodbine Steels Avenue part of the city. I drove my father's car and picked up my friend, so we went to the dealership. After exchanging documents, I headed out of the dealership. Just starting out with no manual shift-shift training, I trudged along forward, backward, forward, backward, and so on. Eventually, we went behind some nearby building and practiced, and practiced for almost an hour. Getting from a standing stop to using first gear was like jabbing forward and backward, forward and backward like a yo-yo toy. Most of the time, we didn't know what we were doing. But after about an hour of smelling burning gears, we were getting the hang of it. After dropping off the new car back at the dealership, we knew how to drive six shift. Next was buying my very first car. At this time in my life, I was working full-time, and it was time for my own car. Since I enjoyed shifting gears so much, I decided to buy something small, cheap, and easy to drive. So when I bought my first car, it was a Volkswagen Beetle. I was missing something more important though, a radio. There was no radio in this car. Now what do I do? Either buy a new radio from a store or hit a junkyard or scrapyard and strip the radio out of a smashed up car and hope it works. Now downtown in Toronto there was a piece place with a stack of smashed up cars. It was a scrapyard. So off I went downtown near the lake. I told the scrapyard shop owner that I wanted what I wanted, and he simply said, Alright, go up there about 70 feet, and there was a blue smashed car, and the radio is yours if you can get it out without falling. Now you might say to yourself, falling? Yeah, so falling. Seventy feet up in the air, with no ropes or attachments or anything is pretty scary and all I'm holding on is myself and parts of a car. Well, it's either now or never, so I went up. This is not like climbing trees, remember. I was climbing up car fenders, glass, tires, etc. Finally, I found the car and braced myself while I smashed away with a hammer until the radio came out free from me to grab. Climbing down to the street was hazardous, but I came down without a scratch. The end result was my very own AM-FM radio and, in those days, a track player. Yeah, a track player. Awaiting my capable hands to install in my very own first car. Boy, was I excited. My own car with AM-FM radio, and now I know anything is possible. A story. This is Lightning SL. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.